Local marketer and entrepreneur Megan Anderson worked in management at the North American headquarters for Bentley Motors, the luxury car company. During her time there, she noticed a huge gap in the marketplace for thoughtful, custom, and beautiful gifts. Whether it was for a client, a friend, a boss, or attendees of a seminar, gift giving just seemed too hard. She moved back from DC to Gainesville to start Wellwish, a concierge service for gift giving. Using her unique talents, Megan has quickly become a go-to gift expert for real estate brokerages, Fortune 500 companies, venture capital firms, and her grandpa. <laughs> Enjoy episode 162 of the WHOA GNV podcast. You are listening to WHOA podcast coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I am your host, Colin Austin, and today's episode is being brought to you by my friends over at Gainesville Harley Davidson. Are you thinking about selling a used motorcycle? Look no further than your friends over at Gainesville Harley Davidson. Find out what your vehicle is worth in 30 seconds at GainesvilleHarley.com. Trade in and trade up at Gainesville Harley Davidson with their huge inventory of new and used models to fit every budget and lifestyle. Visit their showroom at Northwest 39th Avenue and I-75 or call them at 352-331-6363. Is it time for you to upgrade from your scooter to a brand new Harley Davidson? It's the, the literally the only people I would allow you to do this, right? Go from a scooter to a Harley, baby. Uh, then be sure to connect with my friends over at Gainesville Harley. Again, their number is 352-331-6363. Thank you, Kevin, and the entire Gainesville Harley team for your support of our show. I love you guys. You guys are the greatest. And you guys, I am amped to get into today's episode. <laughs> You're going to find out why in just a couple of minutes. Today on the show, we have Megan Anderson, CEO and founder of Wellwish, a concierge service for gift giving, serving both individuals and businesses all around the country. Megan, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe I finally earned the right to join you. <laughs> earned the right. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a milestone. It's, it's that big of a deal around here. Of course. <laughs> uh, so Megan, like, I love to just start with the story. Yeah. I, I wanna hear how this, uh, I, I know that it's been like this side hustle that's quickly become Morphed. like a primary hustle. I, I'm just excited to hear this story. So, uh, so tell it to us, like how did you get into being the well-wish CEO? The gift boss. <laughs> the gift boss, is that what you call yourself? The no, gift boss? no, I just made that up on the spot. That's why it was terrible. Um, no, I mean, you know, it's funny, anytime anyone asks me, how did I get into this? It's kind of just like how everybody gets into everything. I think it's just this like series of happy accidents, happy events that kind of get you there. Um, I've loved, I've loved gift giving. It's totally a language of love for me. Um, I don't necessarily need to receive gifts, but I absolutely love to give them. Um, and so that's been something that I've done for basically my whole life. And when I went to, so I, I went to the University of Florida, studied business, 
ended up going into international business. What years were you there? You want me to date myself? If you don't mind. No, I don't mind. The only reason I asked this question is because I went to the University of Florida Business School, and so I like I kind of like to see where people fall okay. in relation to myself. So I graduated from grad school in 2013. Okay. So it was a little while ago now. Feels like yesterday, and it also feels like 50 it years wasn't ago. That long ago. No, it wasn't. I graduated from the UF Business School in 2004, so I feel like I'm the one who's really starting to yeah. get old around here. I meant date myself, as in I'm much younger <laughs> than you. Yes, you are very <laughs> much younger. Um, no, so I, I graduated from there, and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I ended up during like an international study tour that I had to go on as part of my grad degree. Uh, really, really, really quick. Yeah. How did you get to Gainesville? Were you from here? Oh, I'm from here. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I'm from Gainesville. ACR, like all the way? Full ACR. Okay. And actually, I joke that I'm like the unofficial mayor of Gainesville, which probably isn't true anymore, but I love Gainesville. Okay. I really do. It's like my special place. Even when I wasn't living here, I would just look so forward to coming back because it just, I mean, if you live here and you're from here, you know it just has this like special thing that kind of pulls you in. Which high school did you go to? Um, I went to O'Call for a minute, okay, and then Buholtz for a minute, and then dual enrolled. <laughs> I could okay. not wait to get the heck out of high school. Okay, it was not it was not for me. All right, all right. So ACR, no, yeah, all the AC, way. full ACR all the way. Well, I was born in the Keys, but my uh, really quick though. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's what this is for, this is my, right? My interview, by the way. Uh, I feel like. ACRs like typically don't want to go to UF. I feel like you, don't they usually want to get the hell out and like go to a different college? I feel like yes, which usually takes most ACRs like two hours in any direction, like Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Tampa, Orlando. Yeah, I, most of them don't stay. I don't think. Okay, but, but I love, like, but I, I love, love Gainesville. I love Gainesville. I love Gainesville. UF. All I love the way. my family. Is it the only school you applied to, or did you apply to others? Um, I think I applied to like UCF and FSU and random places but, but it was yes, never you're like 100 percent. totally all right it was it was not really a choice for me i, I loved being here and i love my I, my family's in town so i got to hang out with them and anyways it was great awesome so where was i <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> post gainesville yeah. graduating yeah 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 so during my grad degree at uf we actually had to go because my degree was in international business we actually had to go to a f international country foreign country go figure in order to graduate. So we went over to, um, we did Germany and Prague and a little bit of London. And during my time in Germany, I actually went to Dresden. This is with the school where Volkswagen has their luxury. Do you remember the luxury car they introduced called the Phaeton? The Phaeton? Yeah, it was like a very short-lived, nobody wants a $100,000 Volkswagen thing. But they commissioned. Kind of want one now. <laughs> They're probably more expensive now <laughs> than they were. Um, they Volkswagen commissioned, like they ran a contest for an architect to design a beautiful factory that looked and sounded more like art than it did a manufacturing facility. And so I actually got to visit the, what they call the glass factory in Dresden, Germany. And after that, again, like my whole UF thing, I was like, I want to work for Volkswagen not applying to any other jobs, have a great degree, probably could make a lot more money elsewhere. I want to work for Volkswagen. So sure enough, applied, got an offer. It was a very long, arduous interview process, but I ended up moving up to DC like two weeks after I graduated to work for VW. Then my time at VW, this is like a whole long story. My time at VW, they actually own the luxury car brand Bentley. 
And so I went into Bentley and my job there was basically like, kind of describe it as like CRM, client experience, relationship manager, basically teaching all of the Bentley dealers how to actually love on their customers and nurture them throughout the whole process. Interesting. So this kind of like loving on people, making people feel seen, making people feel appreciated theme has kind of carried through. Can you give us like one thing that Bentley did that is like that special thing? Oh my gosh. Bentley actually does a really good job uh, doing this. Okay, Um, one of the really special things they do is they actually allow their production uh, teammates from Crew England to sign the inside of the leather that they stitch onto the seats of the Bentley. All right, so if you like literally pull back your seats, you'd have to find the right place. Yeah, you could. Interesting. Yeah, and they don't do it with every car, but. that's one of the special things they do. I mean, there's like, it's just too many to list okay. that they do. Um, but yeah, so I mean, during my time there, I became kind of um, kind of obsessed with this idea of the luxury experience. I mean, that was my job. And so I really studied into that and leaned into that and realized that there was a huge white space in the market for giving people thoughtful gifts. Because, what I mean, what do you give somebody who's buying a $400,000 car that's going to be done in two years? Like, what do you give them? They have everything. And so it really comes down to not giving them something that they don't already have, but giving them something that's super thoughtful, makes them feel seen. Maybe it's a family memory that you know of. Like, there's lots of ways to make people feel special, even when they have that much money. So... That was just a kind of an area of opportunity I noticed there for one reason or another. Um, my boyfriend at the time and I decided to move back to Gainesville because I couldn't get it out of my head that I wanted to live here again. And I quit my job with Bentley. Well, on a whim or? Honestly, I, it, was a, it was more of a personal thing. I needed some time to kind of heal from the whole corporate rat race. Um, I don't know, how much am I allowed to divulge? Can I Everything. say whatever I want? <laughs> Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Um, You know, being in automotive as a young woman, uh, obviously, I mean, you know the automotive landscape here in town and I'm sure in lots of other places, especially being in corporate automotive that was foreign owned for a young 20 something woman was not the easiest situation. Okay. Um, it's, It's traditionally dominated by kind of your middle aged to older white male which is not a big deal. Like I always joke, I love old white men. My dad is one of them. <laughs> like they're great. <laughs> but sometimes when you're trying to be innovative and you're a little bit green and you maybe don't understand the way things kind of work in corporate America, it was just challenging. Pushback, red tape. Yeah, everything. You know, you're sitting in a meeting, you're the only woman, you say this brilliant idea that you think is so great and they kind of brush you aside and then Two minutes later, somebody four seats down from you that's a 50-year-old vet in the company says the same idea and it's, oh, Jim, that was such a, that was a good one, man. And so it was just, and and that's not to complain. I mean, I loved my time there, but it got to the point where I needed to kind of take a step back and reassess, like, there weren't a lot of women in leadership positions there. And so for me, there was no one for me to look at to say, oh, I want to be like her, if that makes sense. Yeah. So kind of just wanted to reevaluate what I wanted to do with my life, wanted to take some time to kind of heal from the experience. What better place to do it than sunny Gainesville, Florida? Yeah. So came back down here. I thought I was going to hang on to the job and do it remotely, but I ended up just saying I just had to cut ties for the time being um, and started Wellwish. Like three months later, 
I kid you not, with an Instagram post. I had been thinking about this. I didn't really, I thought maybe at first it was going to be like an elevated greeting card company, you know, like your friend breaks up with her boyfriend and you send her like a single glass of wine, a chocolate and a card. That's like a little bit better than a card, but not as much as a bouquet of flowers type of thing. Right. Okay. So I thought that's what it was going to be. I well wish just kind of came to me as a name and I was like, oh, whatever. I'll use it as a working title. Okay, cool. Put up a post. My, my friend helped me. I'm terrible at graphic design. And my friend just helped me make this little like two little W's. You can still see it if you go all the way back on my Instagram. And I basically just like forced my friends to follow me. And I was like, I'm going to be doing something really cool. By the way, I had no idea what I was doing. I'm going to be doing something really cool. Just follow me and we'll see what happens. And ever since then, you know, I would post little gifts that I would give to other people, really just like my family um, or friends at the time. And, you know, you keep taking pictures, you keep posting them to Instagram. Then somebody DMs you and says, oh, I totally forgot. It's my mom's birthday in three days. I really want to get her something. She needs to relax. She's really high strung. So we come up with this like lavender spa gift and we send it to her. And at the time, I mean, I didn't have any wholesale arrangements. I was going to stores, buying products at full retail, doubling the price, right? Because that's what you're taught in retail is to keystone things. <laughs> doubling the already retail price of these products and selling them in gift boxes that I would find at Michael's or Amazon.com. Con- convenience or, fee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. They would have put it together themselves if they yeah, felt yeah, exactly. like it. They came to no, me. for sure. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it started. And I came up with this in a stroke of brilliance. I don't know why. I came up with this thing and I said, I'm going to say yes to every single gift request that comes in in the first year. Interesting. So you want an etched bottle of scotch. You want a pair of leather cowboy boots for your dad, whatever, I'm gonna say yes. And so I kept saying yes, and I think that's what's helped the business grow so organically is I kind of learned throughout that year what the market wanted, and what the market wanted was not elevated greeting cards. And so I kind of shifted my business model into what it is now. So you know that I'm like obsessed with this, right? No, I, this is the first time I'm hearing this. All right, so I'm I'm totally obsessed <laughs> with this idea. Thank you, me too. Um, I so new. I would say that New Scooters for Less has been known for its customer service and then for its customer experience. Amazing. We've like I I have always said that the customer experience is the thing that elevates like businesses yeah. to a completely different level. Yeah. Most businesses offer mediocre customer service mm-hmm. at best. Right. If you can take that up one degree, and I usually use the whole like boiling point principle. Yeah. It's like at 211 degrees, you have hot water, <laughs> but at 212 degrees, it boils. that one degree of difference, you yeah. have that 212 degrees, is you have boiling water mm-hmm. and that, create steam and that powers a locomotive. It's one degree of difference. So I usually like, I like to use that whole analogy, right? It's a great analogy. And it's and it's like you take it up a whole nother level. And so New Scooters Flesh has been known for that. Yeah. And so when I see a business that's doing what you're doing, I just, I get, I don't know, my, my, my heart just feels heart so grows good. three sizes. <laughs> I, just, I feel so good. I'm like, man, this is, good. This is Thank awesome. You. Thank you. And then when I see, you know, so I, 
I recently received a gift, a thank you gift. You've gotten quite a few well-wish boxes. I, do, I get like a lot of well-wish boxes. People get there. It's like, oh, Colin Austin again. I'm like, oh, great. What are we going to give him this time that we didn't give him another time? You know, this is what's super interesting because <laughs> the first time I get one, I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm like, what is this? And I open it up. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then the second time, like the second time, was like almost it was a puzzle, like a little legit, like a puzzle. And it was from Mitch, Mitch yeah, Blazer over at Tech City. I'm like, it's a puzzle. I'm like, I don't have time to put this together right Too now. Too bad for you. I know. It was like <laughs> something super awesome. But I would have just put it together right then and there because uh, it had like a secret message on it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, I've seen more and more and more of your well-wish boxes. Thank you. And the, the last one like took me over the top. I mean, well, like, of course it's bourbon. Exactly. It was it's the bur- good stuff. It was bourbon. Yeah. It, uh, it was a old fashioned kit. kit. Yeah. I mean, it really was. And I, I love old fashions for those of you that don't know. And when I when I got it, you know, and it was a, it was just a thank you gift. It was a thank you gift from Lisa Fetro, sure, because um, I had referred somebody to her. Yeah, and I mean that was just awesome. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like I just love, you know, the oh, one the feeling that you get when you receive it, right? But it also makes you want to instantly like this is what I always do, right? I Instagram it. I love right it. away the unboxing, right? Which is such a great. Uh, benefit to you as a company. It's oh, like it's amazing. You, so many I love people, when people do unboxings. Yeah, people are going to do unboxings and yeah. they're going to show it and they tag you in it yeah. and they share it with the world. I mean, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's just such a very unique creative thing. So, I mean, one, I would just say, Thank you for having this business. For making all these I gifts get, like, for you. Really cool. <laughs> I get really cool well-wish boxes yeah. from from people. And, and uh, I have to interrupt you. Okay. All of those all of those gifts, let's use the last was the last one as an example. That was not necessarily something that I considered like my in-stock ready to ship kind of gift that's right. that's pre-made. That was Lisa texting me, texting Wellwish and saying, "I need to get this gift." This person really likes bourbon what kind of what kind of old-fashioned or bourbon box can we do for my desired price range of x and then it's she and i going back and forth a little bit iterating me saying okay let's do this item and her saying oh no he already has something like that let's do this and we kind of go back and forth to create this this gift that is really custom to you and your kind of tastes and your likes and dislikes and so each gift whether it's pre-packed or not, is kind of like that little moment of impact where you open it up and you feel like, oh, this person that, that took the time to pay for and order and buy and send this gift really gets me and really appreciates me. Right, it's super personal, Yeah, which I it love is. about it. So that brings me to my question. Yeah. Of how scalable is this? Like, I feel like that's, that, that's gonna be the struggle, in my opinion, Yeah, is how can you grow that experience? Did my fiance hire you to ask these questions? No, but <laughs> should he have? Yeah, he's like, gonna. Maybe he's he should love... be here next to me, interviewing you he's, with me. He should be. He's <laughs> he's my best encourager, and he uh, he challenges me with these types of questions. Um, okay. You know. I think this. I think we should do a follow up interview in like a year, and then we'll do one in two years, and then three years, so we can gone. see how this grows. I'm all about it. Yeah, you know, in terms of scaling, 
it's interesting. I, ha- I have some people that help me now. I don't have necessarily what I call full-time employees, but I have like my dream team of freelancers who get called in when things spike, basically. Uh, I do have an amazing personal assistant. We call her an executive concierge. And she helps me do lots of market research and put together proposals. And um, even like we brainstorm like, okay, who are some people that we can reach out to, like cold email, cold call today for like sales things. Um, but that's definitely been you had. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. That's been one of the biggest challenges, because when I get an order for I've had the privilege of working with some large companies at this point and I'll get an order for 600 boxes and it's like, holy crap, that's a lot for me right now, because I only have so much space in terms of warehouse space that I'm fully grown out of that I need to upgrade. So I'll have to call Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) We need space. Yeah, I only have so much warehouse space. I only, you know, the boxes, like the actual box itself is branded with Wellwish and those are designed by me. I only have so many of those boxes in stock at any given time and those take six weeks to produce custom. So it's like this whole kind of supply chain exercise that I have to go through. Um, It is scalable, I will say that. I know that it's scalable because there are other people doing similar things. I personally am exploring the idea of what's called a 3PL, which you're probably familiar with, but I will explain. Third-party logistics, where you basically give them the prototypes, you give them the inventory, you give them all of your like specs for designing the actual gift, they pack and ship. So theoretically, I could be anywhere in the world and facilitating Ascend with my 3PO. So, in terms of quality, it stresses me out. That's I know. I I mean, there's lots to explore. Yeah, Yeah. there's lots of there's lots to explore. There's a lot to explore there. Yeah, it makes me think of a book called Delivering Happiness. Okay. Oh, I think you would love it. I haven't by Tony Shea. Tony Shea. Okay, I have to. I have became the CEO of Zappos. Okay, it's an incredible. I love it because it's a story. Of course, you know you hear how he developed this program, ended up selling it, investing all this money, eventually became, you know, well, he ended, basically got to the point where he went all in on this new, on somebody else's idea, became the CEO of Zappos. Love it. That's like what Howard um, Schultz did with Starbucks. Yeah, I he mean. He took over somebody else's idea. Exactly. And made it amazing. Um, but it reminds me of that, because one of the stories in that book talks about the fact that they, for a while, had some, a third party they probably Doing. had horrible customer experience, oh. and it was a nightmare. And, and got rid <laughs> they of it. Ended up losing a ton of money. Yeah, yeah. It got to the point where they were not yeah. going to have this third party because the customer service wasn't the same. Sure, the customer experience wasn't the same. Right, and that's what you know. Eventually, that that's what be, Zappos became known for was yeah. this customer experience. Mm-hmm. Like people go there and they they take tours because of the culture. It's crazy. Amazing. Um, yeah. So I, I we'll th- those types of things make me like ah, I know. I don't know. I I feel the same way, but I know that there are a lot of smart solutions for things like this. And in terms of scale, I mean, maybe it really is. You know, this this business takes it's a big footprint because the amount of inventory you have to stock, the amount of stuff, it's the boxes, it's the shred, it's the tissue, it's the shipping boxes. Like all of that is currently in one space. And so the footprint of the business is big. And as the business gets bigger, the footprint almost has to, it has to grow before the business does, which is scary as an entrepreneur because you have to bet on yourself constantly to grow your space 
to accommodate the orders you know are going to come in one day, but they haven't yet. So it's weird. It's like cart before the horse all the time. Um, but I, I know it will scale. And especially with some things that I have kind of cooking in my head, I think that um, I think it will scale smoothly. Okay. So I mean, that's talk, wishful thinking, by the way. This this whole thing has been a side hustle. Yeah. Right. Well, it was an Instagram post. And then it, and then it was a side hustle. I mean, yeah. Is this this is the gig now? This is where you're spending all your time. Are you doing anything else? Funny you should ask. Uh, yes, I am. So I have Wellwish, which I probably spend. I'm going to say I spend. Do I only have a hundred percent of time? <laughs> of course, <laughs> because I think I spend a hundred percent of time on Wellwish, and then another twenty percent <laughs> on my business coaching that I do, and that is really my side hustle now. So Wellwish is my full time job. That's the company that I'm trying to scale. That's where I see a ton of. Um, it's really where I see a ton of potential, not just in terms of revenue, but we get to make really awesome impact with people like you. And we the boxes market themselves. Yeah, so yeah, our yeah. recipients, AKA you, are gonna be our next customers because they know how amazing it was to go through the experience of opening it. So next time you have a thank you to send, you'll come to us and another person will get to have the experience, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, so I do business coaching on the side. That's kind of my passion project. It started, well, first my mom's a psychologist. So coaching, counseling, consulting has kind of always been something that kind of ran in the family. Um, And so I've learned a lot from her and she has her own coaching and consulting firm now here in town. But people kept coming to me and saying like, wow, it seems like Wellwish grew so fast and you're already hiring personal assistant and oh my gosh, like what an upgrade in the boxes because remember I talked about the Michaels boxes versus like the fully custom ones I design now. So people were coming to me and saying all of this and then it turned into, yeah, I'm really not happy in my job. I think I really wanna quit my job and start something but I'm kind of paralyzed, I'm, I'm nervous and so it kind of became this thing that I was, I don't wanna say doing for free but it was kind of a little bit, it was started to take up more and more of my time and I started to get more and more fulfillment from it. Mm. So now I actually have the privilege of having coaching clients and I do all kinds of things with them. I walk, I consider it I walk alongside them. I'm not an advice giver. They already know all the answers they need to know. I just ask the right questions to kind of pull them out of their shell and get them to move and start to take action for the future. So that's a huge passion of mine especially right now. That's cool. How many, so how many hours are you spending on that each week? On my coaching? Yep. Um, depends on the week. I try to, I try. I try to schedule <laughs> my coaching on weeks where I know we don't have as much production scheduled for Wellwish. So I try, but I would say on average, I probably spend eight to 12 hours a week on my coaching business. Okay. Which so, is one-on-one, one-on-one calls with clients and then also developing some curriculum for what I hope to be a standardized group program that's launching later this year. Mind blown. It's so fun. <laughs> it's, it's so, so cool. fun. Um, it does not feel like is work well to me. Wish seasonal at all? Like, I mean, like with the holiday, yeah. like if the holidays come up, are you like super in it, like sitting gifts all the time? Holiday, I consider to be from September to January. Okay. Because my selling for holiday, letting people know that it's happening, sending catalogs, my my selling starts really in September. Inventory planning actually just started. So in July, I start to plan inventory and design boxes for Christmas. So it quite literally is Christmas in July. Um, But in September, I really start selling 
to people, making inroads with leads, reminding people that I exist since last Christmas type of thing. (laughs) Um, And then really the orders start rolling in, usually like beginning of October. And then of course you have your, your amazing last minuteers that it's like December 20th and they realize they haven't sent any of their employees Christmas That's me. gifts. I'm totally the last minute guy. I, now I am too. I don't get any of my personal gifts done on time because I'm too busy trying to make everybody else's happen. But hey, so, Maggie, what do you still, what do you got still in the exactly. warehouse? Exactly. What What's in inventory? What's Can you help me? Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that kind of runs through January, but the business is, the business is seasonal, but I'm really working to smooth it out. Um, I have a strategy I don't know if I should be telling my my, yeah, my tell new strategies. Strategy. Um, I'm actually really focusing. I'm planning on a, comp- a competitor business right now. I'm <laughs> Good like luck. Taking so Good luck. Much, <laughs> taking so many notes. You'll, you have no you'll idea. You'll enjoy it. Call me when you want to sell your inventory. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, real estate, real estate brokerages, uh, boutique real estate firms need for their realtors these type of grab and go gifts for people they've just sold houses to, for people they've just listed houses for, for referral gifts. These agents need these gifts to but grab and go. what makes it a win is the fact that it's completely customizable. Totally. So you're saying, what about the grab and go? I mean, what, is that like very generic? It's like, these are the options? Like, what does that mean, We work with grab and go? We work with the firm. We're working with a couple firms in town. Lisa actually is like more of a personal client to me. Um, I'm not working with her firm yet. Maybe, maybe one day soon. But we work with. Let's the- go, Keller Williams. Like, <laughs> let's go. Like, what are you waiting for? We um, we work with the firm to actually like we'll custom brand swag for them to put in the boxes. Gotcha. And it's not like, in you know, in my opinion, when you're giving a gift, nobody wants another plastic pen with right. your logo oh, on yeah. it. Sure. Right. Um, unless you're me. And then of course I'm like collecting pens as I go, but it has to be like, it has to be a gift that people want to receive. So if we're going to brand swag, I want it to be the best version. If we're going to do a coffee mug, I want it to be a branded Yeti. If we're, you know what I mean? Like I, I want it to be the nicest version that somebody will actually use and not just chuck in the trash can. So we'll do, we'll, we'll custom make what gifts we have for the firm with their logo and all of that, but they might fit into a larger gift that is kind of more uh, standardized. So we have a really cute box. It's like a spaghetti night box that's like delicious um, artisanal pasta. It's got some vegan tomato sauce in it. It's got black pepper, luxury olive oil, this really cool pasta serving spoon. And that's a great one for housewarming. So, you know, here's a beautiful gift for you, for you and your family to make spaghetti together. And we might put for example, a branded candle in there that's the, that's from the brokerage. Does that make sense? Yep. So. That's very cool. Custom, custom but not for those. And, yeah. And so I know one of the things that you've been able to do with this has been a lot, like basically allowing, or I guess I, I would just say, having the ability to really build relationships with these businesses yes. that are coming into the boxes. Definitely. You know, one, <laughs> you don't know this, this is super exciting. Tell I'm, me. I'm actually excited to this tell you. a little nugget. One of the, uh, one of the boxes that I've received, a well-wish box that I received, had a craft syrup spicy margarita mix. Yes. In it. Oh my gosh, that was probably the, the first one you got? I mean, one of the first. Like I've got so many. Yeah, I'm like, I know. So oh my gosh! You're like, there's like a stack of well wish boxes underneath the desk. No, but I mean, I, 
had this uh that syrup is good it's so good yeah it's really good (laughs) and you know i think i mean from a brand standpoint this is what's super unique is that you know i i was exposed to something brand new and I've bought it totally over and over oh, and so over awesome. again because I received it in your box. I was like, this stuff is so good. It's like a little discovery. I love it. And so now I yeah. actually keep a little bottle of it here. I love and that. And I will serve up a little spicy margarita so to good. our guests who come in for podcasts love and stuff it. like that. And like it be, it legit became part of our normal that's so cool. life because uh, it was in your box. That's so cool. That's I mean that's one of the best that's one of my favorite parts about the business is I get to work with and we you know we work with some larger brands obviously for certain things like it's hard to find a local champagne that's decent so we work with <laughs> Moet. <laughs> but I get to, that's, I mean, it's so fun. I get to curate this selection of products and obviously I test them all and I try them all out and are they that's good cool. enough for our boxes? And so not only do I get to learn the, the story of the, the companies that I'm working with, but I get to learn the story behind all of these brands, many of which started with an Instagram post or in their kitchen or baking cookies with their kid that are now these huge brands. And so I get to now expose my audience to those brands and a lot of them are small businesses. A lot of them are minority owned. I lean into that because I know how important it is to have those repeat orders as a small business. Okay, so can you give me a quick idea? Like if I had a lead referral, like somebody referred a bunch of businesses Are we gonna to me. design a box on maybe, air? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> okay, I'm okay. kind of curious. Okay. Like if somebody you know, referred a bunch of business to me and yep. I'm like, all right, so Megan, I wanna send this person a gift. Mm-hmm. I know they like, I don't know. I know they like old fashions, okay. just kind of like Lisa did for me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that work? What's the process like? <laughs> yeah, what's the process? Do I just like reach out to you? Yeah. I mean, can I can I do that? Can I just do one box? Or of is course. this like a subscription thing? Like what is it? Yeah. So there's actually lots of different avenues. We do have a we do have a website. I'll plug it really quick, www.wellwishboxes.com. So we do have a a website where we have basically what I consider our ready to ship gifts. Those are gifts that I've designed based on the past, you know, almost three years of working with clients. Those are gifts that keep kind of working in in the situation. Exactly. So there's probably, I'm sure there's an old fashioned box on there right now that because that's a common thing that people like to give as a gift. Um, so a lot of those are kind of like what I consider my best sellers or like my quick hits, that it's very easy to go on there and select one. You enter the recipient's address right there online, you pay, and I always say, we do all the work, you get all of the credit. You literally can write your little message um, in the in the notes section online and we'll handwrite the card from Colin to your super client, right, and it shows up from Colin Will to you them. perfect my signature and my I have, handwriting? I have incredible handwriting. <laughs> and so do my helpers. That's okay. like, that's the sniff test. Like Pete is not writing any of the cards. Okay. Um, so that's one way you can do it. Another way you can do it is exactly how we started, which is DM us. Okay. DM us what you're looking for. And we usually go through a process. I would typically ask you, if you were DMing me and said, I want to get my super client who just referred me a bunch of business, I want to get them a beautiful gift. I would usually start with, okay, tell me who who the person is and what is the deadline? When does this gift need to arrive in order for it to be timely? I would ask you their likes and dislikes or tell me a little bit about them or what's important to them. I like to ask <laughs> what's important to that person because a lot of times they'll say, 
oh, family's really important to them, or um, maybe self-care is really important to them. So you ask your, I ask my client to assess what's important to their person, right? And then, of course, I always have to ask desired price range, which this is a little bit weird sometimes with, you know, I'm asking my clients to tell me how much they want to pay me rather than me upselling or whatever. But the reason I have to do this is because if you tell me you have a super client who just referred you a ton of business, I know you're a local business owner. I'm thinking in my head, okay, budget's probably, I don't know, 250, something like that for like a really, really killer referral gift. Well, maybe it was just a really killer referral because you had a great time working with them, but you actually didn't even make any money on the transaction. So maybe you really only want to spend $75 but you want them to feel just as special as the $250 gift. So I asked the desired price range to get a feel for, I don't want to over-recommend. And then of course, I will what's up, the I will upsell you from what's there. What's the average? Tell me, what's the average? Um, average average person-to-person gift is usually around 135. Mm-hmm. Um, average corporate gift is usually more around kind of like the 160 to 180 range. Okay. But I do sell a lot of gifts that are around like the 65 to 75 range. I wouldn't say that's the average, but there are a lot of those small gifts, especially if they're recurring. Like I have this wonderful photographer client in town where every time, you know, when she's delivering her clients their final wedding images, she puts them on a USB, she delivers me the USB, and then I pack it in a box and send it to them. That's awesome. So they get their wedding photos on a USB in a curated box from her. That's amazing. That Wellwish packs. Love it. If that makes sense. So yeah. yeah, so you can just DM us. You can, if you are unfortunate enough to have my cell phone number programmed in your phone, you can <laughs> call me and say, this is what I need. My assistant uh, handles the inbox now, so she passes me on the request that I need to see. You know, it's, again, like- Choose your own adventure, Colin. (laughs) I know, I love everything about this because like I'm hearing this and one of the things that I was doing pre-pandemic was I was speaking to a lot of like real estate groups, a lot Mm. of realtors. Uh, I'm I'm really big into personal branding. I think personal branding Mm. is huge. Yeah. And you know, I always like to push especially with like real, I'm like, man, you got, you really have to stand out. Like you really have Mm. to stand out. Absolutely. And so the way I, when I'm thinking about like being a real estate agent, I'm like, okay, if I was a real estate agent, how would I be a real estate agent? Handle my business, right. And you know, it's easy to kind of fall into like what everybody else would do. Sure. Right? Well, it's like the easier, softer way. It's the path of least resistance that already exists. Yeah. It's just, okay. And so like, I'm me, I'm thinking, okay, like I would 100% build a relationship. You know, I'm asking you, uh, you know, you come into Gainesville, I'm asking you a bunch of questions about, you know, what's obviously like what's bringing you into Gainesville. Yeah. You know, I want to get to know you like where, did, okay, you guys got married. Where did you get married? Like, where was your honeymoon? Oh, your honeymoon was in Hawaii. You went snorkeling, you know, yeah. all this kind of thing. And then from my mindset is like, if I'm selling a house, I'm like, okay, well, what I would do is I would have something like a well-wish box mm. that's like, uh, Snorkeling gear, yeah, totally. that I would send. That I would find out when their anniversary is, and not necessarily the anniversary of when they bought their house, right? But the anniversary of you know their their actual wedding anniversary, totally. or their honeymoon, or you know so, something that would build this connection. And it's like, hey, and I would say, and me, I would send it like a year and a half or like two years later. It'd be like further down the road after they bought their house from me, and right. saying, 
hey, like I I've been know. thinking about you. Yeah. Have you read Giftology by John Rulin? No, but it sounds okay. like I probably should. Right? Yeah, you absolutely <laughs> should. It's a super easy read. It's it's the idea of you're giving you're giving somebody a gift not to thank them for the transaction, but to value them as a person. Right. So if you give somebody a gift with your branding on it, which by the way is not the worst thing to do, sometimes that that has a time and place, but you give somebody a gift with your branding on it, you're basically asking them for like, hey, can you do me a favor and promote my business for me? If you give somebody a gift that's maybe a cosmetic bag with their wife's initials on it that now she can use every time she travels, you've now thought of her instead of yourself, right. if that makes sense. And I think promotional products totally have a time and place and they can definitely accompany a gift, but they are not the only gift, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh, uh, makes total sense. Yeah. And that's exactly, I mean, I don't know, that's what, that's where just where I'm at is like, I'm like, if I was doing this, I would 100% want to come up with these very creative yeah. outside the box. I would want to be texting you or emailing you right. or sending you a message. The big red say, phone. Hey. <laughs> Can you find me snorkeling gear? Yeah. Because this person, I know that this couple went on their Loves honeymoon, this, right. and that this is something that's going to like make them remember, you know, that. Well, and it's funny because there's also an opportunity, and what I might say to you, because I like to think of myself as more of a consultant in this role, kind of a gift expert. That's good. What I might say to you is, look, Colin, good snorkeling gear. I'm from the Keys. Good snorkeling gear costs a lot of money. And by the way, it's really, really specific person to person. Sure. So if they like to snorkel, they probably already have their own snorkeling gear. Let's buy a single snorkel and put it on the top of the box just to jog their memory that you remember that they like to snorkel. And then let's do something else in the box that's like maybe a drink they can have on the boat after they snorkel <laughs> or right. whatever. So I'll act as a little bit of a consultant and I'll push back on you and, and say like, well, if you want snorkeling gear, you can go find it yourself. Sure. Or we can come up with something that's even more personal that involves them in an experience. That's cool. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a fine line though because I never want to say like, no, we can't do your idea. Yeah. You know? Right. So I mean, I was just of, like completely pulling that out of my Oh, ass totally. <laughs> but that's how the Obviously. process would go, right? right. You but and I would work back and forth. I just, I guess I just like to push people to kind of get outside of this mindset of, you, let me take a step back. I love the fact that it's very concierge, right? It's very like personal. Um, this this whole like normal, like let me just order a gift basket and send right. it to somebody right. is like just blah. Mm-hmm. It's, blah. it's like, it's like okay, you want to send them a thank you. Thank you for the business. But it's still, it's very like a blah thank you. They would probably, they're probably not going to eat what's in the, the generic gift basket. They would probably just rather if you sent them $50 in cash. <laughs> right. I mean, you know what though. I mean though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like sometimes, sometimes a gift, if it's not thoughtful, can almost send the wrong message which is I didn't value you enough to try a little harder. <laughs> but when it's thoughtful, it's like, cheers, Lisa Fetro. Thank you so exactly. much. I appreciate it. I love it. that. I love that you're having that right now. So anyway, so I have one question. Okay. We, we really got to wrap this up. Yeah. One question. Yes. What's the coolest well-wish gift that you've designed? Oh my gosh, you're testing me. I am testing Every well-wish gift is the coolest Stop well-wish it. gift. What's the coolest? Oh man, you're really testing me. Okay. Come on, come on, come on. It might not be cool in the way that you're thinking of. Okay. I have an 88-year-old grandfather. 
who lives in Pennsylvania. And he was going through a really hard time and there were these people coming in to check on him. It was a husband and wife. And it was really, really important to him that he gave them something special. And so I had the privilege of working with my grandfather back and oh. forth to design a, and this is very, this is old fashioned, right? To design a his and hers gift box. And it was two, like if you can picture it, here's the box, right? It's two different colors of shred. One is way more masculine, one is way more feminine. And then it's all the things that he liked, one of which was old fashions or he liked Manhattans too. So we did all of that stuff on the his side and then we did all that stuff on the her side that that she liked. And then the divider was kind of equal parts, uh, one chocolate for the other. That's awesome. So that one was really cool. And then also my my favorite gifts that I've ever been able to give during the pandemic, I reached out to clients once a week I made a a commitment to myself and to my business that I would give away one gift a week to somebody who maybe just needed a little pick me up. And so it was another opportunity for me to bond with my clients. Complete surprises just out of the blue. Well, it was uh, like I would go to, I would go to a client that I had worked with in the past and I would say, hey, I know things are kind of tough right now. Who do you know that needs an extra little love? And so then we would talk about a gift for them. We would effectively design a gift for that person and it would be sent from me and say, my client told me that you might need a little pick me up. Dana told me you might need a little pick me up. Here's a little something. So I did that every single week last year after COVID started, which was really fun. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. That wasn't like the sexy answer you were looking for. I know, but that was still a really great answer. Well, it's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is the coolest that I have the opportunity to do that with my business when I feel called to do so. Yeah, This this has been so much fun. I know, I don't want to stop talking. I know, neither do I. But like, we really want to wrap it up. But we have lives and it's... (laughs) (laughs) Where can our audience connect with you? Where can they subscribe? Or like, where can they get your boxes? I know you plugged your website earlier, but what is that again? Where's your Instagram? All the things. Wellwishboxes.com. Okay. You can also feel free to email us at concierge at wellwishboxes.com. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook at wellwishboxes. And yeah, you can find me like eating at afternoon and hanging out at my parents' cool. pool. Love it. <laughs> so yeah, any anytime you see me, I'm always happy to talk. This is gonna be a very fun follow-up. I'm so excited. I I can't wait wait to tell you about it. I can't wait to see where this business goes. I'm excited. I just love it. I love everything that you do. And I just think it's super exciting. And every time somebody, you know, one of your people walks in the door with a well-wish box, I'm like, yes, finally. Yes. (laughs) Another one. Like, like, what did I do to deserve this? And I've gotten them from so many people. And it's just, it definitely uh, lights you up. So, well, I always, I always say that my, um, my clients that give these gifts are radically generous. They, they want to do something different. They want to make you feel appreciated. And that's why they choose to maybe spend a little more money and time investing in something like this. Very cool. So I do have to say, I'm yeah. really grateful to you for what you're doing, Aww. just for the community and kind of exposing entrepreneurs, small business owners, some very big business owners to maybe a new audience. And anyways, it's just been a pleasure. So I'm really grateful you invited me on. Well, when you're a billionaire, I'm sure you will remember. <laughs> totally, totally. I will. Send um, me a I'll check send in you the mail. Okay? <laughs> no, a little, with, with, with a little bit more, maybe a stack sure, with some sure, bills sure. or something. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> Thank you so I'm much. Just kidding. Of course, no. It's my pleasure. I absolutely love having interviews exactly like this one. Thank and you. It's just awesome. 
again, you guys, definitely check out her business because it's just super, super cool. To everybody who sent me a well-wish box, <laughs> you light up my heart every single time. I absolutely love it. It's uh, it's such a cool business. So uh, if you need investors, I might be in on that too. I so. love it. I'm actually, I have a goal to go on Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah, I really you don't do. Need to. You come on the WoGNV podcast, I'll invest. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so, you guys, and thanks so much to James Leitner, who makes all of Yay, this happen. James. James. <laughs> makes this look so good and really puts the show on. And so, thanks so much, James, for all that you do. And, podcast fam, if you didn't get the chance to write down the information from our sponsors, remember that you can go to slash sponsors. We have links going to all of their websites. There are an incredible group of business owners that make this happen. So please, please, please support them. And uh, special love this episode to our friends over at the GNV Commercial Advisors at Collier's Gainesville. Gainesville is growing every day, and no one knows that better than the GNV Commercial Advisory Team at Collier's Gainesville. They help businesses and investors of all sizes buy, sell, lease, and manage their properties in North Central Florida. The GNV Commercial Advisory Team has the most local experience and expertise in town, plus the resources of a global firm to get your commercial real estate deal done. Ready to get started on your next commercial project? See what they can do for you at colliers.com slash Gainesville. And when you do, be sure to say, I heard you on the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We will see you later. Bye.